Thank you for being here. You're listening to the As I Say podcast. My name is Bjorn. I'm one of the co-hosts. And together with my younger brother, David, we start this podcast to stay in touch, but also to interview some great guests. And today I bring you Will Culbertson. Will got his bachelor's from Roanoke College in, polit in political science, got his master's in natural resources from Virginia Tech, works currently in the environmental services industry, doing stormwater system maintenance. He's also an Eagle Scout, which is a high, if not the highest rank in the Boy Scouts. I think this conversation was great because it kind of refreshed my stereotyping I have of Eagle Scouts, uh, of Boy Scouts. And Will hiked the full Appalachian Trail between his bachelor's and his master's. He took on 14 states, starting in Georgia, a total length of 2,193 miles. Took him shorter, but the average is like in between five to seven months, and only one in four make it all the way um not that they're dying but they finish it make it all the way a while back i asked hey it would be cool to talk to someone who finished the full appalachian trail i living in georgia you hear a lot about it and uh, a lot of the hikers start here in georgia so it's a beautiful hiking state and i've only been up to blood mountain and a little bit of Creatures Rock, but nowhere to, I can say, I even attempted the Appalachian Trail. So it's such a pleasure to get to know Will. We got connected through social media, through a friend of a friend. And so this was super exciting for me. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I did and that you can learn some lessons from Will. I sure did. So without further ado, I won't hold you back. We'll be right back with Will Culbertson. I'm in uh, sunny North Carolina in Wrightsville Beach. I'm oh, uh, on oh. vacation. Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah. good, good to hear. Yeah, I'm, where are you? I'm in Atlanta. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, hot Atlanta. Yeah, hot Atlanta. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's still hot. I I don't really get the fall vibes. They all sell pumpkin stuff in the like, and it's a supermarket, and I'm not feeling it at all. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still summer. Everything's green. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for being. I like how um, you know, I just. I just um, messaged on Instagram. I was like, hey, I would love to have someone on who's like a hiker or someone. And then your friend Julia is a roommate yes. of my friend Maggie, who also did the cover of the uh, podcast. And oh, cool. She was like, hey, I know someone. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I liked how that worked out. Yeah, she, she messaged me and I was like, she would be, she said, is that something you'd be into? And I was like, heck yeah, I love talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> i did really? not say that but no i was I, I was like yeah sure but I do, I do like talking about hiking because i love to hike so yeah yeah and i do too and i think it's such a it's especially during the pen pandemic i noticed how much i how much i enjoy it 
um, just because I hate being inside all the time. Yeah, those four walls can get uh, pretty, you know, pretty tight yeah. after a while. Let's dive right in, right in. I don't want to just interview you. You know, I would love to like also a conversation style and go with the flow. I do it, made did my research a little bit. Okay. Uh, uh, you probably know more than me then. No, 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 no. <laughs> probably not. But okay, so you're you're from Virginia? Yes. From a town five thousand people. Mm-hmm. I, I technically I live in Cedar Bluff, like my house is in Cedar Bluff, and that's like around a thousand but mm -hmm. i'm closer to richlands i don't know how the borders work but yeah richlands it's pretty small it's about five thousand. and then you you went to roanoke got your bachelor's in political science um and roanoke is a liberal arts school right mm -hmm. liberal arts yeah that's where i ran into julia actually oh interesting okay cool what made you want to to um Go that's good because that that school is in Salem, right? Yes. So, how what was that transition like? Did because I know in America, I went to high school here. Going to college is a huge deal. And <laughs> so, what what was it for you that made you uh, want want to study political science at the time or and go into college at Roanoke? Well, my um, my sister, she went to a liberal arts school, a smaller liberal arts school called Furman University. Mm -hmm. And I really liked um, the class sizes and kind of like just the, the feel on campus, I guess. And uh, I'd gone with her to a couple of sorority events and met some of her friends and, you know, really got to see how that aspect of Furman uh, was like. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, I kind of wanted that, but I didn't want to be so far away. Uh, Cause Roanoke was only about a two hour drive, I guess, from uh, my hometown in Richlands. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a pretty good fit. I wasn't, m both my parents uh, went to tech, Virginia tech, mm. and that is a huge school. And I wasn't so sure that I would do well in that. So I, uh, I looked at some somewhat smaller schools and my two favorite were, um, Elon and Roanoke college. Uh -huh. And so I, I applied for scholarships at both and Roanoke college is a, a non for nonprofit, not for profit, uh, college. So oh, okay. a lot of their endowment goes towards scholarships and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I ended up getting uh, the Biddle Scholarship, which is, I think, a full academic ride. Oh, and great. So, yeah, so you only had, I only had to pay for, like, the housing uh -huh. and, uh, and, you know, like, incidental expenses and, you know, stuff that I need, like, books and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's mainly why I went to Grano College. I was like, well, I'll go where I'm wanted. Mm -hmm. But also, um, Roanoke is maybe, like, 20 minute drive I guess maybe a 30 minute drive probably not that much but it's a really short drive to McAfee's Knob which is the most photographed spot on the Appalachian Trail oh wow so, okay. okay yeah so I would like go up there sometimes like I would pull an all-nighter you know working on a paper I'd put off way too long mm -hmm. and I'd be like I can't sleep I'm just gonna go walk and so I'd drive up there 
catch the sunrise at McAfee's and then, you know, meet people going down and be like, were you up there? And I was like, yeah, I'm an insomniac, also a procrastinator. That's, <laughs> you know, that's like, hilarious. This is what I do. Yeah. So you just have a bunch of people probably at night walking up there with with uh with flashing light with lights and walk, walking up and like i need a study break <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much that's and fun. some people would actually camp there I, th i don't think you're supposed to you're really supposed to camp up near the rocks but mm -hmm. you know people do what they want <laughs> yeah did you meet any hikers uh that like did the that they're on their way to do the full to do the full trail uh, I met some folks that were up there like training for hikes. Um, one of them was for the uh, AT through hike. And then a couple others were just like, oh, I'm just working out some new pieces of gear or, you know, this or that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm not sure I met anybody uh, that was currently on their through hike up there. I think the timing was always a little off. Like I would never go up there when the bulk of the bubble was passing through. And I don't think I was at school when or maybe i was but i was probably doing finals or something yeah when, like the southbound people were coming through when when did you do your when did you hike the full appalachian trail was that in between your bachelor and your masters or was it after your masters that was um right after i graduated so i i took political science um mainly because I didn't really know what else to do. And my dad was like, well, you like talking about it. So might as well study it. And I was like, okay. I get that. Um, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I, I assume, you know, you're doing this podcast and you're talking to interesting people and, you know, like you, I assume that you're just like, you know, a talented person. And I feel like uh, college is a little bit harder for people who are good at like a couple different things. Because you feel like if you don't pick the one thing that's going to like, you know, be your calling, then you're like kind of wasting a lot of your talent or something. So I, I was kind of stuck in the loop of like, well, if I don't pick something, then I'm not like, I'm not going to mess up if I don't pick. But, mm -hmm. you know, you can't live life stalled out like that. Right. So I eventually just picked poli sci and I didn't really have like a direction or a vision for what I was going to do afterwards. And my grandfather had just passed away from a long battle with Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So I was just in, I, and this is something I had planned before. And I was like, well, I'll do it before I go to college. And then got the scholarship. And I was like, well, I can't, I got to go to Roanoke now. So afterwards I was like, it has to be now or I'm not going to ever do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I got, I got the bachelor's. I actually stayed in Roanoke for a couple months. Um, like kind of training also just kind of like uh not training uh just hanging out with friends mostly you know Drinking. Um, yeah you know i got i had a pretty good gut when i started so that was definitely se senior year and those those couple months like i was like you know kind of like a hibernating bear almost but um nice. but yeah i trained a little bit and then had some things dialed in and then um so yeah, when that next, so I graduated in the spring and then uh, stayed up there for a period of time until uh, I think it was around Christmas. Then I moved back home and then, um, and then I went hiking in, uh, I started March, I think it was the 
14th or the 17th. I can't exactly remember. Mm-hmm. I think it was around St. Patty's Day 2017. I know that. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's and you you have you're also an Eagle Scout. So did I mean when did you complete that? Was that cuz that's that's the highest rank and I think I looked something like 8% in a year or something get that uh achievement. How how long did that take you and I mean you you know your way around nature and you know how to that must have helped out a lot. Yeah, I mean, it took I kind of want to say it took 18 years, but it wasn't that, quite that long. Um I was in Cub Scouts, which is like the little kid version of of Boy Scouts uh-huh. where you're always like kind of supervised and stuff, but I was in that from like elementary school up to uh 6th or 7th grade, I think. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you can enter in to the Boy Scouts, and that ha- that organization has a, has a long history. And I, it's sad to say that I don't know it all, but um, yeah, the Eagle Scout rank, you know, a lot of it it was just because we need to teach kids how to, uh, like, basically uh, like a very basic sense of paramilitary skills. Mm-hmm. So when there's a draft we're not having to train kids on like how to build a fire or like how to shoot a gun. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of evolved from there into just how to be a good citizen, mm-hmm. how to take care of like, you know, nature, your equipment, how to be, you know, religious or think about religion, talk about different people's, you know, religion mm-hmm. and um, like a lot of different stuff. Now I think they have merit badges for like uh, app development and like oh, computer wow. programming and stuff yeah so i mean it's really <laughs> that's, like that's, that goes yeah into... you, it's like yeah it, it's like okay people think it's like how to tie knots and like campfires but it's like no you can like rocketry and app development too so it's it's for everybody i loved boy scouts but yeah um but yeah so i i started that um process i think in about sixth or seventh grade uh-huh. and for a long time i wasn't sure if i was gonna get eagle just because when you're in a program like that for so long, uh, it to a point it sort of feels cheesy, you know, because all your other friends are like, you know, they're on the football team or baseball team or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like going out on the weekend and you know having fun, doing like this or that, hanging out, and then you're going teaching knots to like some Cub Scout group, yeah, and they're not they're not listening, and they're like wiping snot on you know their arm and stuff, and you're uh-huh. like, oh man, my time could be spent so much better (laughs) yeah at that at at that time i think at that you're talking about college then right uh high school yeah yeah high school at the time i would probably think the same thing but later on i think those that went to go drink they don't know how to you know interact with kids necessarily or or teach so i think those are some great skills to develop early on oh yeah i mean and I don't want to say like all the football kids, you know, they just drank. I mean, <laughs> every know, single one. Like just, yeah, every single one. No, I mean, they, they just, you know, hanging out, doing other stuff. But yeah, definitely now looking back on it, I, I do value those um, experiences. And, uh-huh. you know, it definitely uh, opened my eyes to how much like grade school teachers have to deal with, you know, because <laughs> mm. like I, I gotta, I, I gotta watch it, you know, try and teach a kid this not, but like, she's gotta try and teach a kid how to be, you know, a member of society, which so it's a little That's bit a different. Big responsibility. Yeah. 
you teach them how to survive in a uh, scenario where they don't they have to fend for their lives in the wild <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get that bad if they have if they're by themselves fending for their lives i've messed up as a scout leader <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i so i started that um in middle school and then um kind of just stuck with it i had some uh, health issues that kept me from doing some of the more physical activities but i mean they were always good about finding a way to make things work for me mm -hmm. and um when i was 17 uh my parents and my scout leaders set me down and they were like okay you have to decide there's a timeline for this stuff and you know we can try and like grease the wheels a little bit but if you don't start now you, you know you're not going to get the eagle scout and i was like well what does that even mean like yeah you know like i don't like eagle scout i've been hearing about this my whole life you know uh, what is what does that really mean to me so i had to kind of like what you just said, like evaluate those experiences that I've had and then like, you know, tell myself, you know, these are really healthy, you know, good developmental things that I've done mm -hmm. and why not see it to the end and get this achievement. And it is really special. I mean, um, yeah, I think, like you said, it's a really low number that get it uh, year to year, but I think you said like 8% or something. Yeah. Once you, I think with the achievements, I'm more a runner, but if I like run a long distance, I often don't realize what it really meant to me than like a week or two weeks after. Was that kind of like for you too with your, um, with that achievement of becoming an Eagle Scout? It definitely was. Um, when, so my, to, in order to uh, achieve Eagle Scout rank, you have to uh, organize plan and develop and implement uh, an Eagle Scout project. Mm -hmm. And my project was um, getting the funding together for a new basketball court in our uh, park in mm -hmm. Richlands. Yeah. So we, we paid for the, uh, like the paint, the marking for the court, uh, the basketball goals, and then like the landscaping benches and like uh, trash cans around it. Mm -hmm. And um we also, you know, were in charge of like putting those in and we, I had to work with, uh, like the crew members from the city so they could like pour the concrete and make sure that that was done right. And then I had to organize like maybe 20 or 30 volunteers wow. to plant all, like, yeah, all of these different like trees and shrubs and bushes and grasses and stuff. And we, and we only had two days to do it. So everything had to be like, time to where okay we're getting the trees here after this afternoon you know we have to have mulch spread by then and you know getting teams and really using all the skills that you've developed like leading uh hikes or campouts in order to get this group of people to like you know accomplish this big task so yeah. when it was all said and done we, i think it was it was around 1400 uh no, it was fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, that we ended up uh, raising for the courts, uh -huh. and then uh, the extra. I think we maybe had like um, a couple thousand. It was like two, two, two or three thousand extra dollars for yeah. uh, like either the maintenance of the area, like if any of the landscape, like the trees and stuff we put in died, or they could put that towards. Uh, 
a set of bleachers or something, but mm-hmm. we kind of just like donated that to the, to the town. But it was really great to see. I mean, we sent out newsletters. I went out and, and talked about the project to uh, all the civic organizations and the clubs and they donated what they could. And, um, you know, it was just a really, really crazy experience because I was doing it and, you know, I was kind of like bouncing ideas off my dad. It's like, dad, how are we going to get like this much money or like, who are we going to talk to? And he's like, all right, I help you build this, this list and this mailing list. And then, you know, like, here's kind of what you need to do. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. And I didn't realize like how much I'd done until I got the achievement. We were all celebrating in, in our church and I like told someone who didn't know about it. I told them like, I just started like from the bottom telling them, Oh yeah, this is how I did it. And I was like, wow, that was a lot. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm sure you get sort of the same feeling when you're running, you just like think about the next step. But then when you're done, you're like, Holy cow, that was just like five, 10, 15 miles or something. Yeah. When it gets difficult, but with running, it's, you just have to do, you focus on one thing and that's moving forwards and you had to uh, control so many different fronts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was like, I mean, you had to have your hands for like everywhere, like different groups, you had fundraising, you had people together, plan a day out. I mean, that takes a lot of um, being nimble with the time and the people and your communication, probably. I mean, what age were you? You were in high school, so like 18? Yeah, I was, I was 17. 17, yeah. 18. So wow. you have, it's, part of the rules is you have to um, finish your project and go before the board of review before your 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to get all that done and uh, get it sort of like signed off um, before I turned 18. And then we did the project um, and I was awarded the uh uh, like the achievement, like yeah. the actual rank after I had turned 18. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, technically you need to have the project done and signed off everything before you turn um, 18. That's just part of the yeah. requirements. The only idea of Eagle Scouts or, um, is for me like being in the nature and like, so I'm glad like that you told me like there's so many different things to do. Cause I thought like, Hmm, he had that collection trial. He probably, knew all the different plants and mushrooms <laughs> and how to how to feed himself well <laughs> there's so much so much more to it but in my head i was like okay i'm going to ask questions about uh nodding and about different plants he maybe hiked or a hike pass and picked them up but um yeah that's 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 great i mean that's so cool to hear it's very refreshing yeah, thanks. Most of the time, people, I say I'm an Eagle Scout, and people are like, oh, haha, you know, like, uh, Super Scout. I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then, so so you have d- done that, you did your bachelor's, and then you hiked the Appalachian Trail. Um, where did you start? Did you start, you start from, the, most people start in the south, right? Yes, I think um, probably like two-thirds, maybe a little more, uh, start uh, in Springer or on Springer mountain in, in Georgia. Uh, it's near Amicalola Amicalola Falls state. Yeah. Park. Okay. 
that's very much and you start i think don't most people time it so it's like spring break area spring break and then move their way up i i met a german who i i was on blood mountain actually and i was it was so random i did a random hike and then there was this cabin and it was part i knew it was part of the appalachian trail and then this tent this guy in the tent was there and he like I pet walked by and he was also German. And I was like, what are the odds of that? <laughs> it was surprising how many Germans I met on the AT. Yeah. Really? For some reason. Yeah. For all, like out of all the, the foreigners, a lot of them I found, I found out to be German. Yeah. It was uh, kind of cool. Yeah. Did you have everything? I mean, you're a planner from what you told me, but did you have your, like your, probably your equipment? How does that work with, there's probably so much, um again planning involved in how to feed yourself the type of equipment do you travel light because you probably hike eight miles ten miles a day yeah so um how it kind of worked for me i had a leg up on a lot of people because i did have this background in boy scouts Uh so i kind of knew you know i already knew how to like filter your water and uh kind of what foods to bring but yeah, it was uh, definitely a wake-up call uh, starting, you know, being so active in high school, doing basically nothing for four years in college, and then, like, trying to act like, you know, I'm this 17-year-old kid, this, like, lanky cross-country runner yeah. who can, like, hike 15 miles a day, so... Uh-huh. I, I, um, I had all the gear pretty much dialed in. Um, I had, I actually brought too much food, if you can believe that. Oh. But you, you, yeah, you don't really start with the hiker hunger until like, you know, you've been out there for a couple weeks. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I started off uh, doing about 10 miles a day. And then I got uh, down off of Blood Mountain. Um, mm-hmm. And that that day I still have it seared in my head because every step was like just pure agony. I I don't know what was going on with my knees, but every time I would bend them, it would be like someone was putting a fork in them Ah. and like kind of twisting it a little bit. Yeah. It was not a welcoming start. (laughs) No. So, I mean, this was like hiking AT was a dream of mine ever since I ran into, um, I wish I could remember her trail name, but uh, this lady was hiking while we were camping at uh, Chestnut Ridge in Burke's Garden. And she, uh, she was like, you know, kind of smelled real bad and looked like she'd been out there, like briars had kind of been cutting on her. Yeah. And she just looked like, like worn down, but like really happy. And mm. I, we were just asking her all these questions. Like if you could imagine like, 13 year old kids just like, what do you do for food? And like, whoa, what about bears? And la? And I, I think I, I was the one who asked, well, aren't you scared? Yeah. And she just kind of like, you know, kind of like a, it was a scene from an old cowboy Western where she just kind of put her head down, like cocked it to the side and was like, scared of what, you know? Wow. So yes. And ever since then I was like, man, this is something I have to do. So just imagine like three days in, I'm coming down off Blood Mountain. I can't move. And I get to, uh, uh, it's this um, famous uh, 
outfitter store like right along the AT. It, its claim to fame is that it, it's the only uh, covered section of the AT. Okay. Because they ha- they have this little uh, walkway you go through near their store that's like has a uh, roof over it. Yeah. That's, that's the only part of the AT that has a roof over it. That's pretty. <laughs> well, that's like uh, how, how many me I, I how many meters would that be? It's just like it's probably not even a lot, right? Yeah, I don't even I don't even know how much a meter is to, to be honest, but um, yeah, it's probably like two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that That's like six feet? Lot. Yeah, I, 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 I think I I need to. I'm bad at like I always think in meters, and then I confuse myself and the person I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, America needs to get with the times. Come on, let's go to meters. Let's do it. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm coming down Blood Mountain. I get there. There's a there's a hostel there, and I'm like, well, maybe I just need to rest a day. Mm-hmm. So I stay there. Next day, uh, I'm like, yeah, don't worry, I'll get there tomorrow. You know, because you I've, at this point, I've already made some friends, and the AT is a very social trail, so it's like you want to stick together and right, you know, kind of see who makes it. But uh, next day came, and I still couldn't really walk. So I was like, wow, this is something serious. So I, I hitch a ride down to Helen, Georgia, mm-hmm. and I stay there for about three or four days, I think. And the whole time I'm just sitting in this hotel room, I'm like, this is it. This I'm done. I, this was my shot. And, you know, this is all I could do. And yeah. um, so I go defeated to this bar. Uh, and is it I'm a like, German bar? Me- it is. It, the whole town's a German town, actually. It's like a themed town. No lie. It's a, it's a funny little place. I mean, they got good barbecue if you ever want to visit. But yeah. um, I, so I go there and I'm like, just give me the tallest of whatever you have. And the, I get to talking to the bartender. I'm the only one there. And he's like, yeah, I, there's like, I get so many people down here that are like AT hikers and basically he was like this is the town where that dream goes to die and i'm like in helen georgia yeah because people go down there and then a lot of people are on the at to like smoke and drink and just like have fun and you know just be out there for like spring break or whatever which is fine i mean you know hike your own hike but for me it was more of like this this journey i had to take and you know to prove to myself that I can do do something and that I, you know, can can accomplish my dreams. Mm-hmm. And to hear that, I was like, holy cow, I'm getting the H out of Dodge. Yeah. So like that night, I packed everything up and I was like, if I can only hike one mile a day, that's what I'm gonna spend my day doing. Mm. So I went back on the trail and I, I think I did like three or four that day, the next day, was pretty much the same maybe like four or five but um every day or two i would add another mile and i just kept doing that until i think it was clingman's dome uh in the smokies which is the highest point on the at and i was like after i got there i was like i can do this this is this i you know it was maybe like 200 or so miles in, maybe a little more, a little less. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had this like 
affirmation uh, mainly because there were so many, that was the first day the road was open. So there was a lot of people driving up to Cleveland's dome. Right. And you could just kind of like hear them like pointing be like, Oh, that's a through hiker, you know, like, Oh, look at that guy. And then you hear some people like what smells? Oh, what, what smells? <laughs> the, the following question is what smells? <laughs> yeah. That must be him. That's definitely me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, that was something like when I heard them say like, Oh, that's a through hiker. I was like, yeah, you're daggone right. I'm a I'm a hike this whole thing. I'm a through hiker. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That I mean, that's such an encur- encouragement. I I I, w- I would think during that time. And then, what state is is that is that in at that time? So yeah, you start off. I think there's 73 or so miles in Georgia, mm-hmm. and then uh, a couple just in Tennessee. And then uh, you ba- you kind of bounce um, while you're in the Smokies and a little bit before and after um, in between Tennessee and North Carolina. Oh, you kind of okay. ride that line because that's a pretty big, um, you know, sort of ridge line through the Appalachians. And uh, and then, you know, it's Virginia for like 400 some miles. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. Wow. I think I'm maybe missing one or two, <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah, uh, that's kind of like the route it goes. And when average is like seven to eight months that people take, right? Uh, I've, I've heard more of like four to six, four to six. Um, okay. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I always say the longer, the better. And mm-hmm. I think now, um, you know, the seasons are a little milder. So I think starting in February isn't so out of the question. Uh, you're still going to get like a lot of crazy weather in the mountains. But yeah, like going going from February into October probably isn't um, unheard of. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever find a time where you're like, because you do this thing pretty much by yourself. Are you often lonely or are there times where you you can kind of like, like you say, you met Germans or you met, hopefully they were welcoming. Um, or <laughs> Very welcoming, yes. Because <laughs> sometimes I know they just head down and move forward. Um, did you ever like have a section where you met someone and then you had like a camp and you had food together and you cooked and then the next day you would hike a little bit together? Did you have any situations like those happen to you? Yeah, so we... Um... In the hiking community, we call those like tramleys, like trail Tramlies. families. That's cool. Yeah. And I had one, um, I I don't know, maybe I wasn't in the right headspace when I first started, but I was like, most of these people I'm not going to see again because they're either like a lot faster than me uh, or like a little bit slower than me, or we kind of go the same pace, but I mean, only like 20% of attempted, like of 20% of through hikes finish, mm. like they, they complete it. So I was like, well, I mean, most of these people, I'm not, I'm not really going to, you know, see through to the end. And I think that was like wrong of me to think that way, but cause it definitely like led me to be more, more isolated mm-hmm. um, and kind of feel alone. But I, after that moment in Helen and like kind of getting back on my feet, I started to be, you know, more open and like talk to more people. So I, I had a family till 
or from like uh from the uh Georgia line probably up until uh a little bit past Burke's Garden uh or no pretty much till uh, Buena Vista Buena. Buena Vista sorry where, where is <laughs> that's, that? that's how they say Buena Vista um it's in uh Virginia north of uh Roanoke okay probably a little south of Waynesville so how does that feel like hiking past your uh school again and then yeah <laughs> was that, that was weird? great that was great uh yeah it was so my family actually met me uh several times they uh would run food out the best time and the first time they did it was when i was in beauty spot gap uh and that was the coldest i've ever been in my life oh. it was maybe like 50 degrees 20 25 mile per hour winds and just dumping buckets on us and that was the day that I was going to meet my parents mm. for this uh, like hiker feed trail magic sort of thing. And so I was like, I, I can't sit in the shelter. I got to hike. So I'm out there. My gear is completely soaked. I'm wet. I'm doing okay until I reach the spot where we're going to meet really early. And I just have to sit there and wait for them. So uh, I'm like super cold, wet clothes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so I put up my tent. I like climb in it to like get away from the wind, and I'm just like in a fetal position, shivering. Just like I really hope they get here. Yeah. And I managed to send out a text, and I'm like, "Drive safe," but I'm really cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's and, a, <laughs> that's yeah. I would I would I would not say drive. I would later on it was i probably should have just wrote written dry safe it was like i would just say i'm cold <laughs> <laughs> get here right now i'm cold yeah. <laughs> but yeah they showed up with uh fried chicken coleslaw biscuits uh wow. like gravy uh propane heaters for everybody oh nice and, like there was a group of maybe 10 or 12 people that had camped out at this place mm. you know stayed in because of the weather and they were like my grandma, she does this thing. Uh, she says, "Yoo-hoo!" And so she's walking down through the woods going, "Yoo-hoo! we got food. Everybody come on out. And they're like, what the heck is going on? Someone's yeah. lost their mind. Yeah. And then they pop out and there's this buffet of hot food waiting for them. So that, that was is... the best time that they met me. But, and then they did that like two or three more times. And then uh, they actually met me all the way up in Waynesville with two uh baconators from from wendy's wow that's yeah <laughs> that's really cool you, <laughs> i like i like um uh yeah the you who the that was that's pretty that's pretty cool that's sweet um how if you if you've ever met my grandma and you you hear that that is definitely something that oh that's Susie colbertson right there that's Susie. <laughs> <laughs> my my grandma is more like um her her concept is so like we have she loves cooking but it's always the weirdest variations like it's like lasagna with um coleslaw like that that'll be something she would do or like or <laughs> spaghetti and pizza or something and uh it, it was always delicious but it's often like the the general rule is what's on the plate in front of you you eat it yes 
Yeah. And it, it, you don't ask for seconds if you can't finish it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so you hiked Roanoke, you passed Roanoke, and what were, I guess, ha was Helen the most challenging one? I would imagine it would be like maybe being closer to or like a state before actually finishing. Would you still say Helen was the most challenging um, time right at the beginning? Yeah. So I think one thing that's important to do is not to like, like if you're struggling with someone or not with someone, if you're struggling like with something in your life, mm -hmm. you you don't have to necessarily look at someone else's struggle and be like, man, I'm I'm like, this is nothing. I shouldn't be feeling bad about this. It's like, no, it's okay to feel bad. Like yeah. wherever you're at, you know, that can be hard and you need to just like recognize that you're going through a hard time and it's okay. So, I mean, I think there's different challenges that arise at each stage. And Helen was the challenge of, of that was whether or not I really wanted to do this mm. because no one is going to, no, I mean, no one's going to like, nothing's going to follow me around for the rest of my life being like, Oh, you couldn't do this. That I would be the one doing that to myself. Like no one else is going to care. Mm. Um, so that was really challenging, but, uh, there was, um, a time during the summer where I had to go back to back home for, uh, about a week and a half for my grandfather's funeral. Mm -hmm. Um, and, that i mean just being back home and having anything i wanted to eat you know <laughs> at all times of the day and then just really being with my family through that it was hard to leave them yeah uh and then like you said yeah when when you get close to the end you're like i don't want this to stop like why why is this does this have to end and uh. you know you 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 go out there and you're like i was supposed to like find myself or like reach a new enlightenment or something. And then all I've done is like lose 40 pounds and like walk a lot. Yeah. So you're like questioning, like, did I do this right? Or like, what, what even happened? So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, definitely going, going past Roanoke was, was hard because I, I mean, there was a lot of friends, you know, still in college and like, I couldn't necessarily, well, I actually, I think it, the timing of it, they were, going like uh it was summer break but i mean a couple of them were still there you know doing summer semester things mm. and yeah it was kind of hard not to stop in for like you know just maybe just a day or two yeah. turning into like a week <laughs> to, to hang out but yeah um so helen helen was definitely a big a big challenge yeah to overcome, but yeah yeah and i think i think with the way where you said what you get out of it where you ask yourself did i do this right I I I would think that any with any like these mammoth challenges. I mean, this is is a giant time commitment. You ask a lot of your body, of your mind, um, and your pocketbook too. And your pocketbook, yeah. How much does that cost? What's the budget for that? So you could you could probably spend if you already have like the most of the gear. You could probably spend like three thousand dollars if you're really really saving. Uh, um, I kind of viewed it as, 
well, I'm only probably going to do this once and I might as well like eat as much as I can, you know, stay at a hotel if I need it. So mm -hmm. I ended up spending like around $5,000. Okay. All together at the end then. Yeah. In the end, I mean, what you can, what you do now or how you approach maybe challenges or where you think of it, Oh, this is challenging. This is annoying or something. In the end, it's like, that's nothing. <laughs> I mean, there probably there are many things that do not stack up to how much you ask of yourself for 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 um, what February to how many months was it? Six or seven? Five or yeah. I, so I did about six on the nose. I started in March on the fourteenth or something, and then I finished. Uh, finished. No, I think I started seventeenth, and then I finished on September tenth. But so yeah, but like that, that those are so many months. I, I, I don't, I would ask, do you often ask yourself, is this really worth, worth worrying about? <laughs> like, like, like everyday stuff, everyday stuff. We're like, Oh, I don't want to wake up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, uh, it's easy to trivialize, trivialize day to day yeah. living mm -hmm. because it doesn't seem glamorous and it doesn't seem like it's building anything like you're just on a sort of a treadmill most days, but yeah. that's what the trail is too. I mean, at, at some point you have seen this tree before and you have walked on these rocks before and it's the same stuff day in and day out. You wake up to the birds and yeah, that's beautiful. But like <laughs> after three or four months, you just want to like, you know, have a nice bed. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, I feel like rising to meet the challenge of every day is really what I kind of learned from the trail, mm. like seeing how I can make my approach to day-to-day -day life better, you know, like building good habits, a good routine. Also just like, what can I do today that I didn't do yesterday? Uh, uh, you know, how can I make myself happier today? Mm. And just seeing it day to day as you know something that builds up because i feel like the trail is is sort of um not a one to one to life but pretty close yeah where it's uh it, you know you 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 put in the work for so long and you don't see the payoff till the end but you have to put in the work to see that you know mm. you can't like you can't be like oh well it's just um you know i'm just i won't do this today it's just one day you know whatever like if i if i chose to do that too many times when i was hiking i wouldn't have been able to finish mm. so just rising to the challenge of every day you know right i think is one thing that that came out of it but i'm sorry i don't know if that answered your question or not no, that kind of rambled on <laughs> no I, I i i think it makes sense because you compared to basically having this routine when you're hiking and you can it probably at sometimes it's probably it was like you said the birds are just birds now and they're not like i don't know they're not any special <laughs> anymore yeah um so no no that makes sense but do you now have do you keep trying to find similar challenges or are you like oh i'm gonna lay low for um for a little bit so in terms of like future. new trails to hike or stuff mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, so this year I made it sort of a goal to finish, uh, the foothills trail in uh, South Carolina. Okay. And, uh, it's about, it's a, it's about 70 some miles, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was sort of my goal because number one, it's great country down there. I mean, it's really beautiful. One of our first, uh, naturalists in, in this country, um, I think it was, I can't remember his first name, but it's, I think his last name is like Bertram. Uh, he spent a lot of time uh, in the Southeast, you know, taking uh, notes of the area, the flora, the fauna, you know, just the landscape in general. And, um, you know, just writing about it and telling people about what's there because, you know, for a long time, America was this like, misty mountainy place where it's like oh you know monsters there be but he was like oh no it's just a bunch of deer man it's cool yeah but yeah so i, I made that sort of my goal to to just explore more of like the area that i that i live in and uh or live around and then also my uh my girlfriend carolyn she has um been interested in doing like a through hike for a long time and i thought oh. this would be a good way to like uh sort of show the ropes and see what it's like to spend consecutive days outside. Yeah. I've never done something like that. And that's also something I, I, I would love to do. Um, because I, I mean, I've maybe done like one, but like camping somewhere on a camp, like in Germany, just we have like a, like a lake and we like build up a little tent and then we just spend two days at the lake and get beer or something in Germany you drink beer a little like a little bit earlier <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I've already had one Heineken this morning so <laughs> I'm right there with you Bjorn yeah so the like that's all so the Appalachian is definitely something where I'm always pondering so you got your master's in the natural resource for uh, natural resource at uh, VT Virginia, Virginia Tech, um, and you work now in storm or the stormwater maintenance doing maintenance on stormwater systems. Yes. How how do you go from political science to 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 that? Or was that was a shift that hiking the Appalachian Trail and saying I want to preserve nature and? Yeah, I think. Um kind of hit the nail on the head there uh i spent most of the time on the at just kind of like walking singing songs and like just enjoying my time and then like the last uh two or three weeks i was like holy crap i'm gonna have this is gonna end and i'm gonna have to like figure out what i'm gonna do mm. and i was like well i know that I like to do this, but, you know, I'm also smart enough to know that we're facing pretty big challenges, you know, as a global society, mm. uh, you know, in terms of climate change, habitat destruction, species loss. And I was like, how can I, you know, help preserve just a little bit of what I was able to enjoy for other people and, you know, I was just thinking if I could just, you know, bottle up like one tenth of what I was able to experience and share that with other folks, mm. I feel like that would be a good way to expose people to 
you know, like what nature can mean to you and like what it can do for your, uh, your sort of just like sense of purpose or, you know, just your mental health in general. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I hiking the, uh, hiking the AT definitely kind of gave me a way forward with what I wanted to do more so than what political science did. But yeah, I, uh, I hiked that and then I spent like a little while at home. I gained back about 10 pounds real quick because <laughs> I could still eat like everything. Susie, um, Susie was cooking for you. Yeah. Um, daily, daily. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. I, so I looked up at, I'd like just the different, um, uh, programs you could you could take and tech's online uh, master's program uh, seemed like it would work the best for me because I know I didn't want to go like all the way back to school I still wanted to like be home and work mm. and so I was able to um, be an adjunct professor at a local community college and uh, lead guided hikes oh nice um, yeah, and it was like with people that generally just hadn't hiked before, so that was really fun. And I was also uh, a community builder for uh, the University of Virginia at Wise, mm -hmm. and that was a pretty interesting experience. Um, I went around to all the different little towns in our area, and I would get uh, people together and get them really excited about uh, this sort of like grant system. And how it would work would be like, we would go into the town, uh, ask them like, well, if you had, let's just say you had like, you know, a thousand dollars, what would you like, what project would you start? Or like, how would you make your community better? Mm -hmm. And sort of like trying to change the narrative of Southwest Virginia as uh, a blighted community or like a, an impoverished place changing it from that to, Hey, we can pull ourselves up by our bootstrap. It's like, look how much we can accomplish with just a little bit of this money. Mm -hmm. What else can we do? Yeah. And, and so I, uh, between those two experiences, just like getting to drive around my area a lot and um, learning about conservation and getting people excited about the outdoors, you know, really just affirmed my, uh, affirmed my, you know, direction in life and i was like yeah this is this is something uh, i want to do yeah you're, you're very attached to your hometown right or you're very yeah i have a very special uh soft spot in my heart for for rich lands yeah yeah i i admire that because um like i i moved um a, a lot like was because of family like job reasons and moved to america and moved four times and I don't, I, w I would love to have that, you know, that home where you go back, but no, my parents are freaking nomads. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that uh, room where I'm like, uh, memories. <laughs> I have to go True. to like, three different homes. So when <laughs> I hear that, I was like, I would, I'd love to um, ha like, have that as well, that attachment. Mm. Um, what is something like a big change that you think is important? If you had, like you said, all the money that you needed to, to make that change or build a community, 
what if someone said, Hey, whatever you want to do, what's important to you and maybe sustainability or, um, and I know you want to get into, uh, working for working in endangered species conversation, no conservation. Um, like you didn't have to fundraise now they had to fundraise for you. What, what would you take that money towards? Man, that's, that's, uh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I, I think I would want to get, um, people who don't have many opportunities, Mm -hmm. uh, either for education or like, you know, employment, you know, what have you, I would want to get those people, uh, involved in like outdoor recreation job opportunities or conservation or like, uh, wildlife management, uh, forest management. Um, because I feel like a lot of times, we kind of view nature as like something that's apart from us. Like we are mankind and that is nature and mm. we it's separate. Um, and I think that's why we see ourselves in this position of, uh, you know, year after year is, is the warmest year on record. Uh, we've lost like 70% of, you know, the wildlife in the world. Um, and a lot of our natural systems are, you know, kind of on some sort of precipice. Um, it's because we see ourselves apart from nature when really we're all part of one system. Mm. So I, I would I would like to, to make that program kind of like have people work. I mean, I guess there's already programs like that, like the AmeriCorps that probably does stuff like that. But I guess more of a focus on kids or, uh, you know, the youth in general, um, getting them outdoors getting them excited about, you know, what's out there mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of scary. I mean, if I'd never hiked and then I was like, I'm going to do the AT, I would probably have been scared like to sleep every night. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's doing something like that. Um, just kind of like lighting the fire in people about, you know, I live on this planet with so many other people and so many other species and how can we find a way to share that and celebrate that and just save some of it for, you know, my kids mm-hmm. so they don't have to go to a zoo and, and look at, you know, a like tiger uh, running like, around yeah. circles. Or like, yeah, or like, you know, I went to um, the aquarium in Atlanta and to see those whale sharks in there was amazing, but also like, they wow, bump they into really, each other yeah they're so big they don't have anywhere to go so just to be able to see a world where i could go see those in the wild you know that would yeah. be like that would be something i would i would try and i don't know advocate for or whatever but yeah yeah that's that's that sounds super cool that with the pandemic do you have any like do you get uh what's it called i always get this wrong i said jittery feet but i think i mean itchy feet where you want to travel like i think those... yeah i would say both probably work uh let's say itchy fig do you have any where you're like oh i i would love to see the whale sharks in where, where i think there are i think you can see them in mexico somewhere but um also in the west coast or is there 
like a country that you want to travel to that's on your bucket list? Yeah, I I was actually having this conversation with with Carolyn uh, a while ago. Um, right now, I just really want to see what's out my back door. You know, mm. um, I feel like a lot of times when you think of like a vacation, you have to, you have to go somewhere like just to get away from it all. But I, the reason why, another reason why I wanted to do the foothills trail was just to see, you know, what, what can I do that's relatively close to Charlotte and uh, what can I learn by just stepping a few hours out? So I really want to, to do that, to, to do every like state park trail in North Carolina, you know, or, or like really involve myself with what's going on around me. But I mean, definitely, um, there's a lot of trails out West I want to do. Uh, I have dreams of doing the PCT and the Mm. CDT to make the full triple crown, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, why not? That's I just, I just kind of want to go everywhere, you know. Yeah. It's it's beautiful everywhere you go. Yeah, and in America especially, it's uh, you have everything. I mean, I understand like many people I talk to, and they ask me, um, "Oh, you're German, and like, isn't that cool that you can like see so many different countries, and you don't need a passport and whatnot?" I mean, I moved to the US when I was sixteen, but the US is so big unimaginably big that you and there's so many different landscapes you have everything i completely understand people who are like i don't need to travel anywhere i speak (laughs) the number one language in the world or the most used language maybe not most used but um like most usable most people understand it um Mm. but i completely understand like understand and i want to see so much more is there one thing you you can recommend you can recommend me maybe in uh virginia that that i should go see see one day before maybe moving back to europe one day yes so there is and this would be like a really fun week or like a weekend depending on how long you wanted to do it or even just a day hike but Mm -hmm. um there is a place called Three Ridges, and mm-hmm. it's right outside of, uh, I think it's uh, Priest Wilderness, the Priest Wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing about it is it's great views on this big ridge line. Um, the shelter uh, at the top of Priest Mountain, uh, for some reason, people have used it as like uh, a confession book. So there's like, there's these little trail journals in all of the shelters. Okay. And because that one's called priest shelter, they like confess to the priest, you know, about ah, their worst, interesting. about their worst trail sins. Oh yeah, gosh. So some of them are like, forgive me father for I've sinned. I didn't bury my poop uh, six inches down and I covered <laughs> it with a rock. Yeah, and some of them are like, I didn't hang my bear bag and a raccoon got in it. Uh, uh, you know, some of them are funny. Some of them are like really serious and heartfelt. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's just interesting to read. So that I would recommend doing that hiking down into the valley. 
uh, back up three ridges mm -hmm. and then um, hitching a ride down to the Devil's Backbone uh, Brew Pub. And they'll let you stay for free. Um, they'll even give you a free ride back up to the trail. And oh, wow. they have so many good craft brews and really good food there. So, oh, that sounds post pandemic, amazing. that's got to be your number one. Okay, cool. Now that sounds great. That sounds like uh, so it's like a loop, kind of like you go through the valley and do the three. Um, um I you could probably uh, make it a loop. Yeah, I, the way I was kind of thinking, um, and you'd have to like you know look at the maps and yeah, and for it, sure, so yeah, you'd, you'd do it, but. Um, yeah, the way I I would start, you can get dropped off uh, somewhere before Priest Mountain and then hike up that, or you could start at the bottom of Priest, go up three ridges, and I think that's probably like an that would probably be like an easier day hike if you wanted to get picked up from there. Oh, that sounds sounds great. It sounds like a a good challenge. Oh yeah, uh, I learned a lot already from you, and I learned so much about the hiking. I do have like a couple questions that I guess are more hypothetical for you. Um, but so if you had a sign that you'd like, that you could write anything on and you'd like looking back, maybe like, or your next big hike, is there any quote that you, or anything you put on that sign that you would, and you'd have to carry it with you the whole day or not the, the entire trail? What would it, what would it say? It can be short, can be long, whatever you want. Wow. Um, I think I will give you a cliche answer, but that's also pretty true. Um, it would probably be hike your own hike. Mm. Um, that's something that gets tossed around a lot. And sometimes it's abused. Like if someone's not following leave no trace, uh, they'll be like, well, I can hike my own hike, but that's not really like what it means. It, you know, the, that quote sort of just means, everybody's experience is different and you know, you shouldn't impose your experiences on someone else and everybody's getting something different out of the same thing. So mm -hmm. you need just to, to respect that. Um, so that's probably what I'd go with. That's um, cool. I like it. Yeah. No, that's great. And I don't know what this one, this one I'm now I'm, I'm questioning again, cause it's kind of like self-explanatory, <laughs> but um, it's, because I, you know, when you do challenges and you sometimes, I would have, for example, I would feel the need, especially in times of social media, is sharing whatever you've done, right? Like the need to share mm -hmm. something. Um, but what is something where, or an accomplishment where you say maybe that you wouldn't share with anyone? It would just be for yourself. I try and have whenever I hike, um, most of my moments, I try and keep for myself. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's important because, I mean, there's, there's a need, like it's, it, I feel like a lot of people use social media almost as like a journal too. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. But it, there is a point where you're maybe a, a little oversharing. Right. But um, yeah in terms of like something coming up in, in my life right now, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like when I finish the foothills trail, we're going to try and finish it um, next month. Oh, great. Uh, That's yeah, so soon. It's kind of like a yeah through hike sort of, you know, cause it's like technically it's all in one uh, season. So uh -huh. um, yeah, I'm, 
I'm pretty proud. <laughs> it, it will it it will be beautiful too. It's a fall. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm not sure we'll get too many fall colors, but um, it'll still. I mean, it'll still be a change of scenery because the other two times was in the summer. So. Ah. Uh, okay. Um, it'll be easier to find. Uh, you know, firewood for the camp too. Mm. So everything's drier. Yeah. That's that's good. But I th I feel like um, kind of just keeping that sort of accomplishment to myself, I guess. Yeah. Would, would, would be it. But yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good point about, you know, we do like to share a lot, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that sounds good. I think it's good to preserve like your, your, um, like, I mean, your hike with your girlfriend or, and just keeping it for yourselves. Um, at the end of every episode, I, try to learn um i mean you already taught me a couple of sayings but i tried to learn sayings from the person because a podcast called as i say and i and in america a lot of people when i ask like oh what does this mean and then they're like oh well as i say in america so i'm i would teach you a german one and then you would teach me some uh slang phrase maybe in hiking um you already gave a good one is hike your own hike that that's on that's a but what is like a maybe slang or something that n normally i wouldn't hear and then i will i will teach you a german one okay so one for me first yes it's, it's okay uh i don't know too many good slang terms um my my grandfather knows a lot uh he's pretty he's pretty uh he's a learned man um I'm trying to think of like a good like one from Appalachia for you. Uh, it's not a, it's not, I wouldn't say it's slang, but uh, one of my favorite phrases is um, I'd rather be in hell with my back broke. I'd rather be in hell with my back broke. Yeah. So that's like, if, so you, if someone asks you, you got to clean those floors tonight, I'd be like, ah, I'd rather <laughs> be in hell with my back broke. So like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, but a, like probably a hiker slang. Um, uh, I, well, oh, here's one, GORP. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's the GORP, G-O-R-P. GORP. Go, and it's it's related to hiking? Yeah, Could, can like you guess you, what it is? It sounds like when you're really hungry, like a hiker GORP, like you're just a hiker hunger, but it's called GORP because it's so it's just such a, you're so hungry, very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is about food, so you're not entirely wrong. Okay. Um, I've heard gorp is like your own personally made trail mix. Ah. Cool. Yeah. I got my gorp over here. Got my gorp. Okay, cool. Yeah. That so what's good. one that's from from German? Um, in Germany, there's so there's one. He actually, I I really like this one. It's called um, ohne Moos nix. Los. On a most next loss. On a most It means uh, it's literally it's so it's translated word for word to without uh, moss. You know, the, like the what grows on rocks when it's, when it's wet and you. Yeah. Uh, nothing is nothing is up or like nothing's happening. What do you think that hmm. means? On a most next loss. Without moss, nothing happens. It doesn't, so, it doesn't necessarily mean moss, but... Yeah, so I guess it's like maybe when you're 
when you're building a forest, you got to start at the bottom, you know, without the smallest piece, mm. you can't have the, the biggest piece. Gotcha. No, it's actually, it means, um, I guess without money, you can't, you can't do anything. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We're going material. I forgot you Germans are very direct. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but I like, I like, I like how you, t what route you took. Yeah, that's like the I was see I'm like the nature vibe. So I'm like, yeah, you gotta have the moss, man. <laughs> you start small. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah, you're talking about that green. Um, yeah, I, I actually someone who I interviewed, he was German, is an artist. Um, he uh, Otto Baum, which trans his name, his last name is Baum, which translates to tree, and he taught me this uh, German one because I. I have a lot to learn from Germany too. I've been in the US eight years. So there, I moved when I was like 16 from Germany. So I, there's still a lot that I need to learn. I need to get both slang pieces from both countries. Yeah. All right. Well, well thank you. It was so good to, to me. I'm great, uh, grateful we got connected. And um, yeah, maybe we will. I would love to go hike with you one day. That would be that would be. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, I know a couple places around Charlotte and maybe some that are in between here in Atlanta. So heck yeah, man. That's You got cool. my number. Yeah, I do. All right. Well, do you have anything else you, you want to share or um, if people want to get in contact with you or is there, how can people reach you or do you not really care about people wanting to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, a pretty, I'm a pretty private person, but uh, they're welcome to Facebook me. Um, you know, I think I'm on there as well. Will Colbertson or William Colbertson. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, something that I want to say is, uh, just be true to your, you live life, love it. Every day is a new day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of a bunch of canned answers, but yeah, hey, that's, it is what it is. It, it is what it is, but thank you. I, um, yeah, like I said, you you sound like a great guy. I love love what you what you um what's important to you and uh yeah, I hope we see each other again in person. Yeah, hopefully when we're all uh covid safe. Exactly. All right. Have a great day. Enjoy your vacation. <laughs> how much Thank you. How much longer do you have at the beach? Oh, till Monday. So we got Tomorrow. a good little stint. All right. Good. All right. Enjoy it. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks, Bjorn. If you made it this far, thank you very much for still being here and listening to me uh, talk. It's um, a pleasure and I'm grateful. Anyways, Gorp, huh? That's Gorp, trail mix. I was completely off. I thought it somehow it just... You know, kind of feeling gorpy today, just constantly hungry. Um, but I got that one wrong. So the more you know, the more you know, the more places you will go. I'm surprised he didn't say that one with the hiking and everything. Anyways, I learned so much about the Appalachian Trail. I think it was great that it wasn't just... Because I'm really curious about the Appalachian Trail. Um, and I hope I get to do it sometime, but... 
now I know a little bit. And look, if you want to reach out to Will and say, hey, I have a couple questions. I'm, I want to do the Appalachian Trail. What should I budget for? Or what's, um, what's a must stop or whatever? He has the insight. He's done it. It was great to get the sense of how much he cares about the community, the environment, and just generally being a good person and learning about how, I mean, it was such a routine for him to go do the full hike and every day hiking and walking and doing step one step by step and going and pushing himself through these mental challenges. And I think that's something that we can all apply to our own lives in our own little ways. We don't have to f hike the full Appalachian Trail, but we all have our challenges. If there's something you can take away from that, that would be really cool. And if you want to share that with me, you can tag me on Instagram uh, or at as they say pod. If you enjoy... And if you enjoyed this podcast, why not, you know, subscribe it wherever you listen to it. I would really appreciate it. And why not share it with your friends, you know? Click the notification button so you know when we post something and then you're ready. If you like it, I hope you do. But if you don't like it and it, you still want to give me a second chance, then you can just send me some feedback. You can... Um, Email me as I say pod at gmail.com. You can send me a voice message. You can DM me. All the f information is below. And next week, we'll be right back with a segment that's called just catching up with Bjorn David, my brother and younger co-host. And he's in Germany. I'm here in America. And I guess we're going to have a lot to talk about because today is actually the election. And we're going to find out who's the next president of the United States of America. Exciting times. I hope you're well. Take a breathe. And don't let all this anxiety wear you down. Enjoy yourselves. Thank you. Be well. Auf Wiedersehen.